What's up, guys? This is Manuel. This is Phoenix. And this is Full Draw Podcast. As always, guys, I want to thank to, uh, everyone who listened to our last episode. Uh, you know, we're back. We're trying really hard not to miss, um, you know, a week of doing the podcast because that's what we originally started with. Um, and we had a lot of people asking us, yo, are you guys still doing the podcast? You know, how come you guys haven't uploaded? And we've been, bris- we've been really, really busy grinding, working on YouTube um, and just, you know, working on our own businesses, um, too. So we're so glad to be back. We're going to get our viewership up again on our podcast. That's exactly what um, actually got us started with everything. So we definitely don't want to leave that behind. Yeah, for sure. And uh, again, we just want to thank you guys for watching the uh, last week's episode, just us catching up with you guys and letting you know what's going on with everything. Um, really do appreciate it. Like Manny was saying, we're, we're going to be uh, uploading weekly, man. No matter what, we're going to bring out content to you guys. Like I said, um, really good interviews, uh, you know, even greater content. And uh, do want to let you guys know, just to start off, you guys can subscribe to us. At, uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. That's actually where we um, make our podcasts and everything, as you guys heard on the ad that we ran and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, we actually have a really good interview this week. Uh, and, you know, but first things first, uh, what's been going on with you this week, man? Uh, I just got back from uh, Minneapolis. Okay. So it was super dope um, going over there. And, you know, the funny thing is, I, at least I don't know, there wasn't any sneakers shops over there oh really and um what's it called that kind of bummed me out but overall the city's really nice it's a lot of traffic a lot more than here in, uh, in iowa went to go see the arc uh over there and it was pretty nice um people all around are really nice and of course my favorite thing to do when i go when i have the chance to go to either chicago minneapolis or anywhere in that sense is uh 7-eleven oh, slurpees man i <laughs> love that's the first thing i'll do when i get there is just go to 7-eleven Get a Slurpee, and you know, it's it's just really nice. For sure. How about you? Uh, nothing much, man. Just been working on, uh, you know, vintage. Uh, we've been selling, um, you know, through uh, Illust. Uh, but the major thing that just happened was the flea market that we did. Uh, that was this past Sunday, and like, shout out to all the vendors and um, you know everybody that participated in the flea market. Uh, and then shout out to the team too. Uh, it was it was really fun. It was cool to do another one of those. It's like the favorite thing that we uh, do, like a mine, like event wise and everything. Because it's strict. You know, there's there's other people there that are selling like sneakers stuff like that but it's a majority vintage event and that's something i've always wanted to create and like you know kind of do um so that's always really cool and then uh i I walked away with like some definitely some heaters so Mm -hmm. uh, i i re-upped on my collection for sure and i'm gonna be doing like you know youtube videos and stuff like that on there but um the main piece that i walked away with was this uh bret hart all over print t-shirt shout out to michael or dicks for fire for that one and uh, that was a grail that I've always wanted, and that's going to be the change for me, at least with uh, vintage, like for my personal collection, is I'm going to stop buying like these like $30, $40 t-shirts and stuff like that and get like only grails in my, like, that I want to mm-hmm. get in my collection. Because if you think about it, if you, if you hold that $40 and then not buy that kind of random piece that you only wear once or twice and then stack up the another, you know, another $40 tee that you would buy, like that's already close to a grail that you're trying to get you know what i mean it's the same thing with sneakers too like mm-hmm. instead of buying like the 80 to 100 dollar range of sneakers like if, why not go after something that you've always wanted so like that's that's where i'm at right now and then of course the business we're keeping it going falls coming you know here soon so we're gonna be stacking up on sweaters and we got a bunch of those uh like this 90 starter pullovers and stuff like that for everyone and 
Uh, if you're local, you know, check out Ilst Around the Archive. Um, that's their section there with uh, Bowie from Midget X Hype, like I've said. And yeah, I'm excited. Fall's coming soon. It's going to be a dope season. Um, talking about vintage, I went over there to uh, the bins mm-hmm. in uh, Minneapolis, and it was a lot. I don't want to say worse, but it was just a lot. Like every, it, it was different from ours. So like we we walked in and um, there, you know how the bins here they have them like they're t- they're two rows. Mm-hmm. They're 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 like touching each other, connected, right? Yeah. Over there, it's just one. So like all there's like a whole bunch of bins, but they're all just one single like you know what I mean, like just yeah. one row instead of two connected together which I thought was kind of weird. Another thing here, uh, who does people who don't know, at the bins here, they um, they don't let people choose or, or like pick stuff until everything is connected together. Over there, they don't, don't care. Oh, that's cool. So there is people coming in, right? Like they knew that there's gonna be, um, they're gonna start bringing new bins out. So they, they, you know, like they surround it. And I was thinking, okay, they're just gonna surround it and you know, nothing, you know, they're just gonna wait. They just went at it and like nobody was saying anything they just started going at it throwing everything all over the place stuff was falling on the floor and um i was just like what the heck because like that wouldn't that would not fly over no, in, in iowa shut that shit down real quick here. yeah and then uh after that um i saw two people i'm pretty sure they were they were into vintage just how they were dressed yeah. and, and one of them had an uh, old school um who's that uh, i can't remember who it was it was an old school rapper, but I can't I can't even remember his name. But yeah. he um I had it he had it on and um, he made eye contact with me because I pulled out um, a Harley Davidson shirt. And the funny thing is, um, we were about to leave. I was like, hey, let's let's look at some more stuff before we leave. And um, what's it called? So they were like picking right, and I, I saw something in front of them, like in front of the like the where they're about to pick mm-hmm. and i was like man i really want that so i went over there i pulled it out and i came back and the guy looked back at me and it was um what's it called it was a racing tee so it wasn't too special but like it was just an all-over print mm-hmm. it was super dope and um i was about to leave but then uh right before that um my my girlfriend's um sister was like hey is this one anything look what i found and she pulled out uh, the guest boot tee. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, yo, let me see that. So she threw it over and I was like, yo, like this is so dope. And um, I was like, I was super happy about it. And then um, what's the funny thing is, as soon as I said that, the guys that like, I'm pretty sure, like I said, uh, do vintage and sell vintage. Mm-hmm. They looked at me and the other guy was like, yo, what the fuck? We looked there. <laughs> like they were, they were pissed because they had just looked at where yeah. she found it at and they didn't find it. That's how it goes sometimes, especially if you have something in your mind that you want to find. Like I've probably missed on some things or like missed a, a bin. And then like when the homies comes like later on and like then post on Instagram, like, oh, I found yeah. this crazy tour. Team. I'm like, what the fuck, man? What? Like, but then it's like, you know, you're happy, yeah, for the firm, homie. Yeah. you're happy for the homie too and everything. But that's what's up. And uh, there, I, I know a couple places out there that they're. You said, uh, what was it, Minneapolis, mm-hmm. St. Louis? Oh, okay. oh, Missouri, oh, Missouri. Missouri? This Man, guy. I said Minneapolis, this Missouri. Guy. I'm so sorry. This whole time, <laughs> I, I was wondering because you're like the arc. I was like, the motherfucker, the arc's yeah. in the St. Louis. No, 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 St. Louis. Sorry, oh, St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple shops out there. There's a reset. I, I should have told you to go to reset. They had like vintage and stuff. I was looking for places, and like my thing, the thing that messed me up was I was looking at it only on Google Maps. Oh yeah. No. So I didn't so even know the problem that with uh, and like I mean, but you wouldn't know because you're yeah. not there. But like the problem with like those Google situations is like. Like you have, um, I 
forgot how it is. It's like when you search like places here mm-hmm. that are local, like you don't find them first. They always like, if you look up sneaker shops, like uh, Bowie and I were testing this out. If you look up sneaker shops, Illus is like ninth on the list and then everything else is like all this corporate shit because yeah. they pay for the Google ads yep. and stuff, which is, that's always something to look at because if you think about it, people are like, they come into the town and they're like, mm-hmm. where's the sneaker shops at? Like if you don't get the word of mouth, you're just Googling like you did. Um, but yeah, next time you go, yeah, reset. Uh, that's, that's the homies and everything. But I heard I heard good things about the shop. Yeah, their shop. So shout out to them for yeah, sure. Gonna have to go check it out. I've always wanted to go to St. Louis. Yeah, Minneapolis is cool too, though. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Oh, I went to the, my first ever time being at, at IKEA. Oh yeah, it's so big. Did the off white rug. <laughs> no, no. Shout out Kais for that. Uh, but uh, it was just weird, like. The whole facility is giant. It is huge. Yeah. And like the things that they have. You can and get the, anything there. Yeah, you can get, literally get anything there. They have a whole restaurant and they have like. I should have told you to get those shelving. You know the shelving that um, actually he does and there's a few other people, but they're like, they're like I forgot to call it. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those are dope. I like them. They're all right, but I don't know. They're expensive, aren't they, at IKEA? Or no, they're pretty cheap. They're pretty cheap. Oh, okay. I think. I hope. I don't know. But Compared to other furniture yeah. stores, probably. Yeah. Because yeah, you got to build everything yourself. But the thing is, like how long it's gonna last mm-hmm. you know that's that weighs in there too it's like the H&M of, of mm-hmm. hardware or like furniture stores like, like they're making guap yeah. like they're they're cashing out because there's people literally going around with a notebook and we're like checking stuff up okay I want this this is the number for it okay this is the thing and then they would go up to the people and like hey let me get this 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 this, yeah. this so there's a lot of people who are just spending money there and but I like the way they market their stuff they're showing people okay this is how you could set your room up this is how it's gonna look this is how you could do it and it's really really great with how they do it that's dope man. Mm-hmm. but I mean overall I, lo- I love the city and yeah. it was a vacation I needed but yeah. next stop is gonna be Chicago I can't Chicago wait Chicago sneaker gone you oh, ready man. I'm so ready I spoke to uh, Guatem Kicks Malik and um, we're gonna have to link up for sure over there um, he's a super dope guy and uh, he's my age so I mean he's doing big things I spoke to him I've been talking to him for a little bit but definitely gonna have to do um, a couple videos over there while we're over there and I really want to get you know the podcast kind of like the visual of it mm-hmm. even though we said we we're gonna do that but we've been slacking a little bit on that but definitely you know asking them the questions that a lot of people don't ask them like 2j's kicks malik yeah. all the other sneakers people and uh, entrepreneurs that not just your normal yeah. stuff like yeah that's what mm-hmm. it's about and like that's what we're trying to bring with the interviews too is like different questions you thought yeah. artists will hear every day too um, speaking of artists, so like talking about today's interview, mm-hmm. we got the homie Teller Banks coming through. Um, he's got a project coming out here on September 30th, I want to say. So we're going to talk to him about that. Um, he's a big uh, Nike SB. He loves his dunks and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I uh, want to talk to him about you know the culture of SB and how it's changed over the years too and everything like that. Um, and then talk his collection. We're going to talk fashion. I mean, he, this guy even makes his own jewelry. Like yeah, he's very that's super dope. Yeah, he's very artistic and. Everything. Everything. And, um, I, I've had the pleasure to see him perform live, and it's definitely an experience. Um, we, we just saw him perform at uh, what was it, B Wells event, mm-hmm. uh, the West uh, album release party, and everything like that at Woolies. And like, dude, it was crazy. I mean, like this dude had just straight like he had like a fur like coat on, and like there was just one spotlight on him, like him the way he performs is crazy and like uh and his lyricism like it's on point and everything like that so it's gonna be a privilege to you know speak with him today and just uh talk about everything and uh i'm looking forward to it man yeah for sure let's get into it yep 
All right, guys, we're back here. Uh, we got a special guest today. Uh, you know, this is season two. We're doing it big. Uh, we got the artist known as Teller Banks in the building. Uh, why don't you go ahead and say what's up to the people? Yo, what's going on? It's Teller Banks, Deadstock ENT. You know what it is, man. Hey, bet. So starting off, man, we just uh, want to kind of like, you know, give the people, you know, knowledge about who you are and everything like that. So why don't you tell us about yourself? Um, all right, you know, uh, go by Teller Banks, part of a collective Deadstock ENT, um, as, long as, have, uh, as well as Be Well, Johnny Mars, um, you know, that's pretty much the core uh, of the group right now, as far as like artists is concerned. Um, I just, I'm low-key, I'm still kind of like new to the one. Mm-hmm. I just moved out here like, um, I think like 2016, or maybe like the end of 2015. Okay. I, I can't remember 100%. Um, so it's been kind of cool, like, you know, I'm from Denver originally, uh, kind of coming to a different place and kind of seeing how things work and just, uh, I feel like, you know, I appreciated the reception and all that, you know, um, producer, rapper, MC, crooner, jeweler. Hey, um, does it all. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a stylist, you know, I try to, you know, dabble in a lot of yeah. different stuff, you know, so. I always love to hear, you know, how people got into music and here in Full Drop, we love to, you know, hear the stories and everything with that. How did you uh, personally get started into music? So, alright, so I, I, I've been doing music actually for a really long time. Um, I started, like, uh, I used to sing in the choir. My dad was a pastor when I was growing up, uh, so he started being a pastor when I was probably like eight. And uh, my mom was in the choir. We had a real, real small church in the hood over like a rural for like 14th and example, like mm-hmm. right in the middle of the shit, like in Denver or in Denver, like, you know, it's on the street. Colfax mm-hmm. is like notorious, you know, okay. for just, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And so yeah. like, uh, it was a real small church, real tight knit. And so it was like, most of the time it'd just be like my mom and like a couple other people singing kind of like praise team or whatever. And so, um, I could sing, so I used to sing a little bit whenever I could or whatever help out with the choir from the time I was young and then I started playing the saxophone as well when I was probably like nine, ten years old. So um, for a long time I was playing the saxophone, I was in a lot of different jazz bands, I was in band in school, you know, um, playing for the church. Um, I used to do the music, like uh, the whole music basically, like ministry at the church uh, with my dad, like when we switched over from being at the little tiny church, mm-hmm. Bright Star Missionary, uh, went over to the Mount Gilead or whatever and joined up with them. It's kind of a bigger church or whatever. Yeah. My dad was on the AM service, and so I would come through and just play the saxophone and do like the music during the like benediction and lessons and all that stuff. So um, that's how I got into just, I guess, like music yeah. as a whole. How I started rapping was like, so I had a falling out with a with my jazz, like, I guess, teacher, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's teaching me theory at the time, this dude, Hugh Reagan. He's actually, like, world famous, like, trumpet player and shit. He taught me a lot of, like, weird valuable shit, but he was an asshole. Most <laughs> yeah, most of yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, the, when you play in, like, the circuits. Yeah, stuff, especially the teachers and stuff. Like, yeah. Especially in jazz, man. Yeah. Cast everybody <laughs> ego. It's like, think rappers is bad, man. I'm from yeah. jazz musicians. It's like, <laughs> ridiculous but uh so me and him had a falling out um and from there i was just kind of like i wasn't really making any music i was uh i had a a senior like english teacher who would do poetry slams at the school and she coached a poetry slam team that was like world champ national championships and shit mm-hmm. like when it uh slammed Luba from Denver, you know what i'm saying we cut heads 
yeah. So uh, I started getting into the slam poetry, like doing promos and stuff. I was always into like battle rap, like Burning Moon was like my favorite motherfucker for a long time. I'll just always be into that. Mm-hmm. Me and my homies would like text battle each other and shit, but I never really like actually would rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's funny, it's kind of a like weird way it all weaves together. This yeah. way I started doing music. So doing the poetry thing and then I the whole time like from my, my sophomore year of high school to probably like my I want to say freshman year of college, mm. I was working at a finish line okay. at, uh, at the Cherry Creek Mall in Denver, and um, I was working with a dude, uh, another dude's like a shoehead. Me and him like had a lot of you know conversations about shoes and shit. Eventually, he was like, "We should work on a script, like you know, like clerks, but like for like shoe store like yeah. employees." Cause yeah. It's like working at a shoe store, just working in the mall in general was like it's a whole it little is. Yeah. Yeah. universe, yeah. Like, any little so social like. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a little microcosm right. inside. <laughs> yeah. It's little it's the experiment yeah. contained environment. It's weird as fuck. And so he was like, there's so many things we could do with it. So he was like, gonna work on writing a script. None of us is ever writing a script. It's like one day I hit him up and I was like, yo man, you writing? He was like, yeah, but not the script. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was like, you know, I'll be like trying to write some bars. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So we went back and forth. And, uh, I told him, you know, I played music, whatever, and he was like, you know, we was really into Lil Brother at the time. So, Knife Wonder was making beats on Fruity Loops we had seen. So, we was like, fuck it, we'll just get some Fruity Loops yeah. and see where we go. So, we got crack version of Fruity Loops off Craigslist. He bought it for me. We put it on this little, uh, I had this, I still to this day got this laptop up in my room. It's a little, it's so old, it's four by three. It's oh, like, it's yeah, so yeah. So, like, now websites and shit don't even fit yeah. on that motherfucker. But yeah. I used to record, made all my beats, like, we put the uh, free loops on there. And it was like, at first I was garbage. I'm real hard. And I was watching <laughs> tutorials. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I gotta just figure out my own way or whatever. And then it all just kind of like took off from there. It went from like me trying to basically learn the production to mm-hmm. me, like, learning how to rap and record. I used to, um, I fell out on accident because I had a, I had the laptop and then I had a desktop. Mm-hmm. Like the little old like tower yeah. little stack or yeah. whatever. So when I was trying to record, I would use the little like tower stack because okay. my laptop couldn't really like handle that, yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying? So um, I was trying to figure out like, okay, how the fuck can I like, I was trying to add like MIDI like keyboards and shit in and my laptop was just like, nah, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah, we can't, can't handle, handle that. that. Yeah. <laughs> the 90s, man, or whatever the fuck they made last yeah. time, I feel like this was like the first motherfucker. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I would use the little desktop and shit. So, one time I plugged the headphones into the wrong joint, it has a little microphone jack. It's mm-hmm. just like the headphones jack. And I'm in there and I'm like trying to record for like playing my beat or like pressing my, you know what I'm saying, my drum pad. Yeah. And I'm hearing like, I'm seeing the blips on a little recording light, like, and I'm like, what the fuck is recording? Like, I'm checking, like, yeah. is it in the computer or whatever? You know, I always used to have a little hole or mm-hmm. whatever. So I figured it out. It's coming from the headphones. So I started talking to the headphones. I'm seeing the blip. I turn them around. Like, you know, they got the little yeah. boy, all, that, all the headphones in the back. Yeah. They have a little, like, ventilation system mm-hmm. pretty much. I started talking into that, and it was, like, picking it up. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I was talking <laughs> one ear going on one side. I'm talking the other ear going on the other side, a little frequency. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, if I hold them together, I can rap it with these yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah. And so, no bullshit, I only have really like one pair of headphones. So, I make the beat, I make like recording it or whatever, my little loop, 
and whatever the fuck I would do with it, you know what I'm saying? And then I'd have to take the headphones out, wouldn't be able to hear it. I'd just know the metronome. I'd be like, okay. You know, and then I'd plug it in yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, all right. I hit the space bar and I'd be like, okay, I know it's a song. I can see the little thing. And I'd go down and I'd have to the yeah, that's good. And like when I have to do an acapella and yeah. just make it like And then try to pair it like, together yeah, and everything like that. Stay like perfect on these acapella. And that was like how I first like started rapping, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it was kinda like I had a mentor as dude Martel. He was like, Man, Martel mean a lot to me, like for real. Uh he took me to my first like real studio sessions. Okay. He was uh at the time he was dating um you know what I'm saying? One of my older cousins, he mm-hmm. came through. Him and my dad had a like cool relationship. He's like a mid age between like my dad's age and my age. Mm-hmm. So it was like he bridged that gap. Yeah. Right? He in the shoes and all of that, but he's also like business dude. Yeah. Like, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like it was cool, but he low key he had a degree in Pro Tools and shit. He used to uh produce, he was like an AR for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Like he knew the whole like game, the industry like, and everything. Wow. So he was really like coaching me up on hard head I'm not paying attention. Like most of the time, yeah. I was just doing all shit. I'm like, yo, I'm nice as fuck. It's just gonna happen because it's good. <laughs> but to make a million dollars off my first mixtape, yeah. yo. Nah, you know what I'm saying? But he took me to my first real like studio sessions and kind of like showed me like how I guess like songs is actually made and put together. Mm-hmm. And so then took that. I was spending hell of money at the studio. I was like, this is a waste. Like, I don't even fucking know this yeah. shit. I'm not rapping good enough to be spending this money at the studio. And so I stopped going. I was just like, went back to home. I had this little guitar hero mic. And that was really like when shit really like picked up and took off. Like, the shit that I first, like, songs that I first released, like, mm-hmm. actually to the internet. I used to rap by a whole different name, a whole other shit. You know what I mean? Um, I can't speak on that. I was going to talk yeah, about yeah. that story. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I used to go by a whole different name on it. I started rapping kind of like 2010, 2011. Um, but yeah, it was, it's just crazy. Like that was the first shit I released was off of the Guitar Hero mic and all That's that. Crazy. So I had went to some all of the like best studios in Denver and recorded stuff, but I was just not good at rapping. I, just, I had too much anxiety to like rap with other people yeah, at that yeah, point in time. Yeah. I wasn't confident enough to be able to like conquer that. You, know? you, were, you were more confident in your own yeah. element, doing your own yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, and I deal with like social anxiety mm-hmm. just in general. So like, I don't like to go outside. I don't yeah. like to go do shit. I don't, you know, they got to drag me out the house. Yeah. I don't go anywhere. But I could kind of like put on a, like, <clears throat> going to church really helped me. Like I could put on a suit. Yeah. Like, All right, yo. Um, you know, I'm in, I'm this guy today. Let's yeah. Like, shake hands, kiss the babies. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like that's how I cope with that. But being able to record on my own is really where I was able to like find my groove and my path in this. But that was when I was like, nah, okay, I can do this shit. Like I can really like make music and drop mm-hmm. music and do all of that stuff. And then everything just kind of like grew from there. I had an old crew I used to run with, never, uh, you know. Um, doing music stuff and then uh, I ended up getting like real sick I was doing a lot of bad stuff mm-hmm. there where it was kind of like a whole combination of shit my mm-hmm. parents had moved out to uh, Iowa around the same time when I like first really started rapping for real mm-hmm. and um, so it was like mad freedom I was like 18 yeah, and my yeah. brothers have all the apartment and yeah. like we going crazy yeah. you know what I'm saying so it was like I was on a just a spiral, you know what I mean? I had, uh, you know, me and my, she my ex-wife, now my wife at the time, she had got pregnant. We 
was having twins, like off the rip. It was just a lot of shit going on. All I at once. Uh, sick. We yeah. had another kid. I was like, yo, man, we might have to like, my mom's trying to get me from my tie. I was like, really what it was, so I'll keep it all the way there. Um, I was getting, I was so sick. I was down to like, I need like 25 pounds. Mm. Like, bad. I'm already skinny now. Yeah. Like, so like, you know what I mean? Imagine me like 50 pounds yeah. lighter than this. I'm looking like I'm about to die. So yeah. like, I was so sick. I couldn't work. I always did like, done like framing and like construction mm-hmm. in the meantime or whatever. So I couldn't work. Um, I was like, fuck man, we don't have to go to Iowa. Yeah. Like, I just went to the doctor and they were like, yeah, we're going to have to do an ultrasound because you might have like a, you know, you show a lot of signs for like pancreatic cancer, mm-hmm. whatever was happening with you, my liver, my pancreas, like all kind of my organs was like shut down. Yeah. And uh, I was like, they, they told me that. I was like, <laughs> shit. I was in Iowa two weeks yeah. later. Yeah, like, so Iowa sounds good. Two weeks later, man, like the shit just got real. Yeah. And uh, it just kind of showed me, like, I don't know, I fuck with Iowa. It was like, yeah. as soon as I came out here, I got in trouble. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, yeah. I said, you know, she goes, you know, it's 20 and bad. Or yeah. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I ended up getting in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't do it. Yeah. I just put it like that. Yeah. I didn't have to do it. The people said I did. Uh, but I did get in trouble. Yeah. And I ended up being stuck out here. And it was kind of like, that was when I, you know, had to go with the name change and mm-hmm. everything. Uh, tell the banks and it was like uh, same thing I kind of just set my stuff up back in the closet I had a real mic now a little icicle um, little interface yeah, yeah. that I could use uh, I was working at the pawn shop right before my dogs was born so I was kind of upgrading my stuff it was kind of like alright like I ain't got shit to do I'm in the house all day on yeah. you know, say a probation yeah. I'm just about to bang it out and that was like I mean Paul Fiction that was probably 2016, yeah, so. That was like the start, kind of. So that was like, you know, <clears throat> I guess I guess the story was told in three parts. Yeah. And like, that's how we got to the chapter we are now. Yeah. The Telebanks so in, in Des Moines, um, you know, rolling with like, would be well. Yeah. And, you know, the Heisman and all of that. Like, I'd be joking around, like, Pope Fiction got me my record deal with Bill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember I used to go record with Ed. Like, it was, I was real reluctant to even go and like, kicking with him, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like anybody really I know, I just don't do that, you know what I'm saying? So uh the only reason why I ever met anybody is because I ended up on probation. They made me get a job. I was like, you know, I mean I'm the sole, you know, yeah. caregiver of my kids. You know, I got three kids. Mm-hmm. So you know, so uh they were like, we don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. Go get some daycare. Right. So, I'm like, I don't trust nobody with my daughters. My daughters are born real premature. They had like they wasn't having problems, but I just know they need like Special attention, so yeah. Because someday, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. need to be able to identify that Facts, yeah. as early as possible mm-hmm. and try to nip that in the bud or help that out wherever I can. Because I know they at a real high risk for a lot of stuff. Yeah. They was both under two pounds when they was born. Mm-hmm. Spent like fifteen days in the NICU. Like they was really like yeah. going through it, you know. So it was just always a thing with that. They was seeing you know different therapists and stuff throughout the week just to make sure they was good mm-hmm. you know god bless that everything was fine with that it was a miracle yeah um, but so i was real reluctant so we was like nah, i'm not taking no corporation date mm-hmm. whatever jamie my wife at the time was um on facebook just looking like who do i trust that just yeah. has kids and can watch my kids and all that you know finding these people that run like a lawyer daycare i go meet with them we 
not hit it off the bat right off the yeah. like, you know what I'm saying a lot of similarities just personality and stuff I'm like alright they cool start sending the kids over there and then he ended up as the one took me to Bill's show one time just kept pushing it like you gotta with this dude you gotta with him you gotta you gotta like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. I don't like people yeah. it's like alright fuck it I'll go over here I started recording and one day I was recording some stuff for No Country for Old Niggas and um I turned around and Bill was just sitting on the couch. He was like, <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah. he's grinning, he's got his beard. He's like, you know, you know, uh, tell him we, uh, you got to put together. You know, <laughs> I know you already got music out on like the streaming platforms, you know, and you'd be, you know, I appreciate it if you let us, you know, kind of showcase the album on the website or whatever. And I was like, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah that's man. a great, that's a beautiful set right there. <laughs> From there, it was just like, I was probably over there, like, damn there every day after that. So, yeah. just, you know what I mean? Just kind of like, just going with it. So, just kind of like, yeah, that's kind of, I guess, that would be the teller banks. Yeah. Story, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like how we got to here. Yeah. How, you know, fit in with the dead stock and turned into what it was. Definitely. And it's like, you know, with any kind of journey, it's a process and like, it's learning, you know, learning steps from like where you were to where you are now, you know what I mean? And like, you know, you bring that in because hearing your story, that kind of relates a little bit to my story too. Like, you know, I got in trouble with the, you know, in the past and stuff like that. And then like, even today, people want to know that, you know what I mean? Because like you turn your stuff around and you learn about what you want to do and your passions that you do. And then you also surround yourself with people that have yeah. the same mentality of yeah. what you want to do with, you know, and that's everything. the most important part, honestly, that I love yeah. about anything is the people that you surround yourself with yeah. really do matter because it's like, you know, I try to be a light in a dark place for a long time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's, it's a struggle. You need some light around you, yeah, too. You, you know what I mean? Because like, yeah. you only can do so much for right. yourself in the area that you are. And then, exactly. facts, exactly. yeah. So, moving to Des Moines kind of helped me, like, had made me do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was the first time I really linked up with Cass. I was like, that, I don't want to say that wasn't like, that was motivated because I know you know I don't want to downplay my cats back. Yeah, like they ain't motivated. They ain't hustling. Yeah, they just yeah. they know a different type of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like coming out here. It was like oh shit, like there ain't no real excuses out here. You know what I mean? It's different in, in where I'm from. It's yeah. just it's expensive. It's a lot of like I don't want to say hopelessness, but it's a cycle. Like it's just like you feel so accomplished just surviving out yeah. here that it's like you know you don't really necessarily I won't say you don't have time for your goals but you'll feel very accomplished just making you, it through. you feel yeah. accomplished just to yeah. pay the bills yeah. you know what I mean yeah. or stuff yeah. like that yeah especially now like it's popping now it's yeah now so it's like everybody I see it's just like you know it's like yeah if you make it in there you feel like that's doing something yeah. it's like out here it's like you know it's I don't, I don't want to downplay it or whatever or downplay the bike struggle but it's just it's easy to live out here. It's yeah, not, the rest cheap. You know, <laughs> everything <laughs> is cheap. Yeah, they pay the same. You know, if you have, if you have it in you to go out and get some shit, it's still here for the taking. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in Denver, it's like you have all the will that you want to. Yeah, that shit is monopolized. Yeah. So folks that own the shit don't even live here. It's like yeah. you know, you try to book a show out there. It's like the booking agent lives in L.A. Yeah, you know yep. what I mean. Yeah. You gotta know somebody that really knowing this. It's like. Whoever he gave the keys to, because he ain't answering emails. Yeah. Him, then you bet if you don't know them, then you just kind of on the outs or you yeah. got pay or whatever. You gotta like really make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like not to say that you don't out here, but it's like if you're making it happen out here, it's like 
Yeah. yeah. And that's the that's the thing that I've noticed even within the field that like we're in, within the field that, you know, artists and stuff like that is everything's on the ground floor right now. Yeah. You know, there's been people in the past, but I feel like and like I was talking with uh, you know, Be Well about it and like stuff like that, is right now we're on the ground floor and what we're building is something special. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if we all come together and do stuff, you know, that's greater for like what we're trying to do for Des Moines and everything. And it's like I said, I've been I've lived here my whole life and everything. And so to see it change, even downtown like yeah. change. So I much. That, like, it reminds me of Denver, like yeah. back in the day, like before it took off. Yeah. It's like I remember Denver was the same way. It was like, you know, when it boomed, it boomed yeah. fast. Yeah. It's like if you wasn't ready, then you exactly then, like it sounds kind of fucked up, but it's like, man, like if you want to buy a house in Denver, you gotta be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I be still sending shit to build just off jokes, like you know, <laughs> we got some nice spot, right. like, three bedroom, two bath, rent is. Yeah, like something crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's um, out and shared and like yeah. it's in, you know, what I mean? it's not even in the city yeah. like that. And it's just that's kind of like just the standard. You want to buy a house, you got to spend less than three hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Like, and that's to get some like not some bullshit, but some right shit. Whereas yeah. like out here, they got houses maybe kind of fucked up, or whatever. But you can get a house for like hundred thousand. Yeah, like, you, you get a yeah, like, like you get a decent house. You get approved. Yeah, it's like. You know what I mean? There's just different opportunities where it's like, you know, shit is differently like mm-hmm. tangible out here. Yeah. It's like back then, it's like people are focused on different shit, living fast because it's like shit. I, yeah. You know what I mean? That's just sound out of reach. Yeah. It's been out of reach for as long as folks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Been I get you. Adults and able to do it. So yeah. it's like, I just the name of three man. Yeah. Man, like you know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that in a sense, but it's like. Iowa was the perfect like headquarters yeah. for like operations. For, exactly. Like, I always tell people that it's like we getting down to work. Yeah, right? yeah. Like there's not a lot of distractions. Mm-hmm. There's shit. There ain't shit to do but yeah. fucking exactly. But work. Shit. Yeah. It's your yeah, passion. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's a dope place. I see it. Yeah. I always tell people that because I I like to travel a lot. I go to Chicago. I just got back from Missouri. Um, and like my biggest thing is a lot of people they're like, oh, I want to move from here. You know, I don't like it here. It's boring, but it's a blank canvas. Yeah. Like, you can yeah, do anything. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? For real. That's what we try to do. Like, the attitude we have in the house, even. It's like anything that we want to see, we just make it happen. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's like, all right, we have the, we got the keys to it. You know what I'm saying? We can make it go for yeah. whatever it is that we want to be. Our shows, we got uh, the Move Part 2 coming up. Yeah. I'll be there. We got the Jazz Brunch that same yeah. day. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just different stuff, whatever. You know, really, it's like, you know, I would say the world is the oyster. But it is, yeah. Like, we have that ability, but we're going to take advantage of that and make it whatever we can as much as possible. Because it's like, I know where places are that it's not like that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or it is really, like, hard to get. Yeah, and like speaking on that, you know, like there's a um, the thing I've noticed here, and like I wanted to touch base with also is like a lot of the uh, you know venues and stuff like that. If you go to bigger cities, they're not they're looking out for the bigger artists, yeah. the bigger people, and stuff yeah. like that. And they're owned by corporations. Yes, and stuff. Yeah. they're owned by you know Ticketmaster. Yeah, they're owned by you know what I'm saying. Uh, what's that? Like Live Nation, shit yeah, like that. Nation, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, they're owned by those places and so it's like they see the local scene as like a tool to basically like push their like you know what I mean their path yeah. their like stuff where it's like they don't really you know what I mean I don't know how to explain it they don't even really know what yeah. the scene is yeah. who's here or they don't have any personal like 
yeah. relationship and it where it's like now it's like you know some of the venues are not as accessible as yeah. others but it's like on, as if you're an artist on any level and you're willing to get outside yeah. and, you know send the emails and go shake hands and you go to shows and you're gonna meet the guy yeah. and you, can, you know what I mean and nine times out of ten it's like you know, yeah. even if it's like just a Wednesday night or whatever, you it's can still get different. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you can get a response. You can mm-hmm. get like because it's still small. Like the accessibility yeah, versus it's, somewhere it's, else it's, is. Yeah, this out here is like it's like Woolies, you know, Lefties, Vaudeville. There's like there's so many like smaller venues, but the the accessibility to actually book a show versus some of these bigger cities. That's what like I've noticed. I haven't, you know, obviously been inside that thing, but I've seen that, like, you know, even you guys, just for example, is like you guys have been able to do so many things with Woolies, with yeah. things like that, within a span of like a year. Or so, like, I know Bill works at Woolies, I think, and stuff like that, but that's past the point of like, you know, like the yeah, owners itself. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, dude, he, it's funny he started working there through doing so many. Yeah, you know, exactly. And so he was doing that stuff before and everything. Like, I've met um, a couple of, or like one of the owners from Woolies or whatever, and like they just, you know, the general people you know it's yeah, not like big yeah, corporations and stuff yeah yeah they really, they really they really look out for us um you know that's what the jazz brunch is and uh the the move uh part two is i'm excited about yeah. that one because i didn't get to do the so last one um i was trying to do but then like i couldn't because like you know work stuff like day job and shit like that but this one um because you know we worked with him you know and you guys so much and so bill hit me up he's like yo like you want to do the move and I was like yes like of course like everything like that and like it's something that that's another thing that's different you know what I mean like that's more showing showcasing like artists and like just people of what they do and everything like that and that's yeah. something I can definitely appreciate yeah and that's what we all about is just like especially you know because we have that opportunity to give people you know like we have a platform so it's mm-hmm. like our responsibility where it's like you know a lot of the times like people don't get those same opportunities yeah. like we're really blessed to have the uh, relationships and the connections that we have with people so it's like on any we're always like trying to give people opportunity yeah. if the talent merits it you know what I mean and it's like yo we reach out to a lot of different people to come do stuff through this like even right now like my lane I'm kind of more like you know the kind of like new underground kind of like they call it the new golden era or whatever that's like kind of like my like lane and mm-hmm genre or whatever hip-hop that you want to break it down into and so it's like i'm starting to even kind of be like okay well i can kind of ambassador like be an ambassador Mm -hmm. in that sense of like bringing people out like we got a show october 11th at fall yeah uncle john he's pretty um you know i I think he's pretty big artist on the underground he's definitely like pretty critically acclaimed in that Mm -hmm. in that circle in that realm it's just kind of cool being able to like bring that to, you know what I mean, to the point, because Casco to Chicago, they yeah. go to Minnesota, they go to all that, it's like right in the middle, like, mm-hmm. you can slide right through here, yeah. right away there, and it's like, there's a lot of untapped, you know what I yeah, mean, exactly. fans here, there's yep. a lot of people who are, who want that, but don't really know about it, don't, or know where to find it, yeah, where to see it, like, it out here, yep. that out here, you know what I mean, or they do, but it's not a, Universal level, or they're not bringing cats from other places, yeah, exactly, like, Uncle John from D.C., so mm-hmm. it's like, coming all the way out. Yeah. He's doing a show in Chicago on the 14th. That's how we kind of like, you know, you know come like, through here. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, you know, that's the type of stuff that I'm like, uh, that, that we as a group and that we personally, that that's like the next about. move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, definitely just trying to like bridge the gap, expand the doors, you know, we try to bring even bigger artists, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, different stuff like that. Like in 2020, we're really going like, 
you know, gas pedal and a lot of different stuff that we try to do. It's kind of cool just seeing it all like build up. Yeah, building, no, for sure. I mean? Definitely. But, yeah, so, no, I love hearing crazy. stories, man. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, you're good. <laughs> oh yeah. Because even to go back, like you know, Vaville, Vaville. I love Vaville. You mm-hmm. know, they put in a lot of like they still have that local scene where yeah. it's like they'll recommend me. Yeah. Like, folks will be like, yo, I've gotten a few shows from Vaville, and they're yeah. like, yo, tell the bases, dude. Like, That's do, do, do that, do this. Yeah. Where it's like a lot of cats, like some places, it like. They yeah, exactly. You pay, like, if you go pay them $200, yeah. all right, you can have it, but they're not going to. And then it's like, yeah, you know, get out of here by, like, yeah. midnight, yeah. something like that, not like, oh, do you need anything? Right. Let, let us promote you, you know, yeah. everything yeah. like you that. Know, yeah. They take it real good. Oh, yeah. People out here take real good care of you know what I mean? And that's not to say, I'm not trying to slight my hometown, whatever I love them, but I always yeah. I love going back there. Yeah. It's just, I don't know if I would ever go back in live there like full mm-hmm. yeah Fully. it's yeah. nice to visit but yeah. you know what i mean like, it's like you know i see why they put yeah you know, i'm gonna explain it like, yeah i feel like they gonna folks is gonna wake up and realize like yo we need to get out of these yeah you know, the coast or whatever and like redevelop the yeah or whatever. i see why because it's like instead of moving it's time to build this shit yeah, i mean like really yeah do, you know it's untapped it's like a, I don't want to say pioneers or whatever, or the frontier or whatever, but that's what it feels that's like. Soon, that's what I've said, man, and that's what I feel like. Like, I think it's a yeah. new, Des Moines has always been such a business kind of driven place and like not as much of a small business, do your own kind of build your own kind of stuff. Um, there's been stuff, you know, like construction and everything like that. But as far as small business and like artists and like the creativeness, like I feel like in the past five years or so around there, like that's when it's really starting to come up and everything. And like, you know, we're on, on top of all the Forbes list, you know, like for you know, yeah. best place to live, best place to start a business, yeah. all that and kind of stuff. They did the same thing with them. Exactly. We're like, yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. Folks started moving, but yeah. it's like, it's gonna Hopefully, hopefully rent don't go up and everything, but it probably yeah, will. Right? That's the thing about it is like, you know, it's gonna, it might get- Get more people to in a way, yeah. but like, I, I, you know, I think there's there's a real strong sense of community out there yeah. in a way too, where it's like folks might not, you know, folks aren't so desperate for like a dollar to yeah. sell out their Facts. morals, you yeah. know what I mean, out here, and it's not, you know, like I said, it's not just like nobody nowhere else, but I know a lot of places where it's like, you know, you yeah. don't really have that luxury of making those kind of decisions, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. of picking your morals over, you know, yeah. put you know, food on the table or things like that, yeah. you know what I mean, so it's definitely like a blessed position to be in, you know what I mean? That's good, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do, I definitely love hearing stories like that. Sorry, I'm 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 not I'm not trying to uh, be on other things, but no. quick note. Um, I was just checking the uh, the IG on uh, Full Drop Podcast. Yeah. I was trying to tell you, so I, I guess someone was getting in and like was sending messages so it wasn't us but um sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but yeah just in, that's why i was on my phone i was like i got a message i was like hey um full drop podcast here we got we got like this thousand dollar gift card for you and i was like oh, what the heck my bad but i was listening i love hearing stories like that uh, i know that, that's what i was saying i was like i was over here like trying, trying to change the password and everything yeah but uh no i definitely love hearing stories like that and i do agree on you with that with like I've personally dealt with that with trying to like do an event and they'll just be like yeah you can do it here but like we're not gonna promote it we're not gonna do show love or anything like that and I think I think that definitely a place like Woolies is a place to do it because I've seen so much good things come from that yeah. especially when we did uh well we didn't do it what was it uh, the last one it was called um 
culture. Oh, the culture con? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was super dope coming out and seeing things like that happen. And it was yeah. all that was just, yeah, definitely yeah. experienced in the. We take a lot of pride in Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, like, we got a team, we got detail. Like, you know, I do carpentry construction, so it's like we build stuff. For yeah. Sure. We build sets. So yeah. We're really trying to, like, you know, there's no reason why we can't. Exactly. So it's yeah. like, why not? Like, exactly. let's just take it to another level every time we do something. It's like, we gotta, like, once you set a bar to a certain level, it's like, just personally, you know what I mean? It's like, we gotta attain that or yeah. elevate that every time that we come get yeah. up here with something. Yeah, I've always been big on that. There's a, there's no finish line, you know what I mean? If you cross something, you get one goal accomplished, it's time to get the next thing accomplished, you know what I mean? Um, kind of switch things up here, you know. Like on our podcast, we talk sneakers, we talk clothing, we talk music. Let's uh, let's get into sneakers, man. Uh, let's talk my favorite about, topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about. Uh, I know you're a big SB head. I know you're big, you know, into dunks and everything. Uh, how'd that love for kind of SBs and dunks start? Like, I know originally, like from Denver, maybe that has yeah, some influence. So honestly, yeah. like I grew up, uh, not really like. I grew up like house poor, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My parents like made a lot of sacrifices to yeah. have like a mortgage and you know, try yeah. to do, you know, that and in the housing crisis and all that. Ultimately, they ended up like losing the house and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But yeah. that was what a lot of, you know, the focus was financially. Like, it was never really like, I was never really like in really even think about clothes. Like, the whole time I was in like, middle school and stuff. It wasn't really till like, I started to notice that stuff around like, probably like eighth grade or whatever. Yeah. Cause like, there's a spot in there where it's the Buckingham Mall, they shut it down, all the OGs know the Buckingham Mall <laughs> used to, you know what I'm saying, that was that deal. But they had these stands in the middle, it was just like knockoff shoes. Mm-hmm. But not like the regular knockoffs, like pay less like bad Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, you can get four pair of shoes for $20. What? Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about shit you never heard of, yeah. like RCKs, <laughs> upside down Nike yeah. the fat farms with the P backwards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they doing shit, you know yeah. For real, they had all of that. Like Shacks was like an upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> had the Shacks. Yeah. Was doing the high. I had you know the K Swiss with the six stripes. Yeah, the, you know, the six. I'm released. I'm released. Listen, you know, I had, yeah. like, that was just my my clothes, my gear. It's yeah. like. I started to get, I don't want to say like self-conscious of that, but it was like, you know, once you start going, going to high school, it was like, you kind of like, now you're, there's like, you know, there's grown ass people yeah. basically walking around. Yeah. So it was like, that's what folks is into. I was kind of like, it was kind of already happening in a way because my, uh, my cousin, you know, he was like starting to do like this dude, he was, he was coaching them, coaching them for ball. It was mm-hmm. like a shoot head. And so it was like starting to rub off. And so I'll never forget, first day of school, freshman year, like, I think I was wearing some bullshit. I don't know what the fuck I had on. Yeah. Some was, you know, I had some fucking, like, embezzled, you know, engraved, yeah. knockoff and Gizu joints, yeah. <laughs> dragging and tiger and shit, fighting yeah. on the back of my fucking pants. Yeah. From, uh, fucking revolution at the World Mall. I was a, a man, I used to be a yeah. dirty, grimy motherfucker. Oh my God. Uh, tall T, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, and I remember he pulled up. We were still all wearing Dickies, all different color Dickies yeah. and stuff like that. That was still the fashion for us at that point in time. And uh, I'll never forget, he pulled up, he had these, this pair of like, chocolate uh, brown Air Forces with the red swoosh and the white bottom. They had the chocolate uh, little bottom sole. Yeah. They were the mids with the strap. 
and he had the, uh, the brown like dickies but not the workwear ones but yeah me he had not slimmer ones oh, okay and like still had a tall tee or whatever but i just remember it was like yeah you know, and i was like oh, oh <laughs> snap selling dope yeah hey. he finally went over yeah. you know what i'm saying it was like oh shit <laughs> and i remember the next day he pulled up with another pair of forces yeah. and i like same deal and i was like you start to look at yourself you know so i always had money doing like I, i've been doing construction since i was like 12 you know that pays good stuff. Yeah. yeah i used to go and do like hustle just scrap up like you know what i mean around the way that's how i got into doing framing and carpentry yeah stuff in my adult life or whatever was just being around doing that you know um so then it was just like Nike Town was right downtown. I'm catching yeah. the bus everywhere. So it was like anytime I had any money, I'm at Nike Town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 25th anniversary forces. Okay. Was yeah. out, all the city specials. Yeah. All that. So it was like a hot pair of forces dropping every week. I was just grabbing. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. That was where it started, like going with the shoes. And then it was like, I need more exclusive shit. There was some dudes in my, at my high school that was like on that next mm-hmm. level, like mm-hmm. the real shoe collectors. Yeah. Like, you know, had the Dawnbackers before the Dawnbackers was big, like mm. the ones, you know, yeah. and all that. Yeah. I'll never forget, Cass was dishing school for that shit. I'm like, yo, what the right. fuck is going on in that town? <laughs> like, that's crazy. Uh, you know what I mean? It kind of like just, that was where it was like, I seen what I was trying to do. Yeah, kind of like got put on. Like, yeah, yeah. So physically in yeah. front of me, you know, I was shouting out Chris Strowick, you know what I mean? Julian Cabrera, um, Tony motherfucking, what the Tony Fam, yeah, those was like the three dudes that I can really say was like, even Pratt Pratt had the SBs and shit like going, you know what I mean? There was another dude, Ty, I ended up buying like my first pairs of like SBs that I wanted that was yeah. like back, you know, or retro or whatever, yeah. or whatever. I was getting stuff off of him through trades and stuff like that's how I was really, I still have shoes today that are like my favorite, some of my yeah. favorite joints that I got like off of him, you yeah. know, Marshall Lance, my yeah. Know, different stuff and I'm like yo like you know what I mean so that was really how it came about but the sneaker culture used to be different it was yeah. like a secret it was like speakeasy yeah. and shit. Nope. Like, you didn't tell like you found some some heat you looked yeah. like there was a spot out there called the 400 and we had a sign on the front of it yeah. like, you just had to know you know what I'm saying it was it's more of like a you know niche yeah. community and stuff like that back yeah. then so when there was a spot called Family Affair it, when it first came to Denver it was over on like 19th like some other shit downtown, like kind of off to the side, hidden, dumped mm-hmm. off in like a real obscure building. We ran into the dude who was running the shop. He was like, y'all opening up a shoe boutique or whatever. So we had just kind of like made that connection with the 400 founding, kind of like, yeah. Well, it's the OGs, like, person that they ain't telling yeah. us they get No. The issue's like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm on sneaker news. This is when I'm like starting to get into the yeah. sneaker blogs and all of that. I'm really the blogging. It was crazy. For yeah. Music, mm-hmm. Shoes, all of that. So it was like, I got into the shoe blogs through like the music blogs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Finding that stuff. That's how I figured, oh, I seen an ass sneaker. Yeah. I'm like, what? So now I'm seeing it shows you retailers where the shit is dropping. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So now I started looking into it more. I'm looking like, all right, NikeSB.com or whatever. And it's like, it'll give you a map and show you yeah. where mm-hmm. they show and sell the shoes at. Yeah. So I see, I'm like, oh shit, it is just right here. Like, I yeah. live right over here. So we went down there for the first time and I was like, that's it, it was SBs, like yeah. nobody has, nobody knows where to get these, yeah. nothing. Like it was that and it was family affair, it was like,
like a consignment shop. Yeah. The dude who run the shop on my side. So oh, okay. Like, he was always selling me yeah. like dope shit for the low. Like, man, I was just trying to get rid of these, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, buying, like, that's where I'm like, 10 deep, play clothes, like, all that. Like, I'm spending all my money on yeah. mm-hmm. clothes and shoes, like, to where I'm like, I get paid and I'm broke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But you got some fresh. But you fresh, you're fresh. Yeah, it's funny because it's okay me later in life. You always tell my mom, like, mom, these are investments. Yeah, yeah. Stupid. Look, I can show you the shoes go up and down. Yeah. It's like the stock market. Yeah. She's like, fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Shoes, you know what I mean? Fucking investing stocks. You know what I'm saying? When my daughter was born and I was going through it, and it was like, you know, I had left the job at the pawn shop. Yeah. It was like kids is coming off what's gonna happen we might lose one they was real yeah i'm like yo i gotta go they're like what do you mean you gotta go i'm like yeah i gotta go (laughs) yeah this is you know what i'm saying and uh, i just never came back it was kind of fucked up but uh i didn't know what the fuck i was gonna do for it for a minute so it's just like i literally slung shoes to pay my all of my bills exactly to Mm -hmm. care of my kids for months at a time yeah that's how it goes yeah, like I saw a lot of like dope shit that I yeah. regret, but at the same time, like you can always get it back though. Mm-hmm. You know, for the for the most part, you can always, always get it. That was always my mentality. Yeah, it was like if I really believe in myself and what I'm trying to do with this, then that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one like, day I'm getting all of them. Back. Oh, I'm back. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, I, mean, I have those shoes on my list. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But just gotta do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? So that, but that's to. Topic. That's how I first got into like the SBs and stuff. Yeah. It was like just looking for that. Like, I don't want to look like nobody else. I don't want to yeah. look like nothing else is going on. And then just like, you know, my musical influences at the time, that's what they doing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm seeing like Wale coming out with yeah. that. You know what I mean? It's around that same time. Even casting them around, we like starting to get into shoes mm-hmm. and stuff. And so it's like, that was stuff that we looked at as unattainable yeah. in a way. You know what I mean? But like, how is it getting? Like, yeah. man, like, I remember Chris wore what the ducks to fucking school one day or something. Yeah. Like, they had Tiffany's, they had yeah. all these shits so where I'm like, and then they're like, how the fuck? Yeah. Like, but then once you find out, it's yeah, like, shit, I'm, 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 I'm gonna get them all now. Get on it. It's like, yeah. I'm not even into it. Like, yeah. Because it's like, you know, before it was like, it's kind of fucked up, but it's like, you had to be like, uh, cool, accepted, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like, you had to be a member. Now you can just go online and get it. Yeah, so now you just get some bots, hit a raffle. Yeah. Like everything's super mainstream. They can yeah. post it out everywhere. I, I miss the days, like, I used to remember, like, it was cool to go to the shop and yeah. chill with the owner, chop it up, and they'd have a little spreadsheet. Yeah. And back with just the skew numbers and the color codes and, like, descriptions. And yeah. Like, quick strike, and it'd be like, oh, shit, low key, we're getting a hyper strike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know when it's coming, but yeah. we get 10 pairs or something crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and they build like, that relationship. It's like, like, yo, I'll let you know when it's here. Yeah. yeah, and they call you like, yeah. oh, I got you come and pick up your ten and a half yeah. and so It was like that with the with the skate shops. Yeah. It was like that for a minute. Three or three boys, like yeah. they would call me like I was still buying stuff from three or three boys when I was still living in Iowa. Mm-hmm. They would call me still. Yeah. Like, yo, we got you know, like can you, you ship? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, my cousin won't go yeah. uh, slide on that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Go pick them up. You know what I mean? And so it was like then it all changed. I'll never forget, like, this, there was a specific pair of Space Jams that dropped on a, like, Black Friday or Christmas Eve or something. Oh, the 11? Like, the... Yeah, I knew it was different because Cherry Creek Mall that I worked at was very, like, racist. Yeah. I would just go out and put it out there. Yeah. Like, our district manager literally said that, like, 
if people return like Air Force Ones and stuff to our store, we're not allowed to like put them on display and sell them back. We have to send them to the stuff because it's like a conflict of like what our store was like basically being sold to. Wow. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> wow. But it's crazy seeing now how like, you know, like I said, stuff's so different. Like, yeah. Where street, where it is, how it yeah. is now. So it's like now I go back to the Cherry Creek Mall and all I see is like urban. Yeah. Come wow. by, you yeah. know, hey, hey, like, hey. still get it. Right. But we had, we got a run of the space gym. Yeah. So that was the first time we ever got any fucking drugs. Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. like, they're giving the space ships to yeah. every fucking body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we had a line of people was coming out with these spaceships yeah. and shit. And it was like, that was the point. That and then when the Yeezys dropped, that was the first time it was like, I went to the owner. I was like, it yeah. was good with the Yeezys. And he was like, listen. Because his hands you know, we doing this new thing, man. We're doing this raffle, you know what I mean? To make it fair for everybody. Yeah. And so many people want these Yeezys. And I'm like, said, what? What? I just want the pair of shoes. Yeah. It's like that for. And yeah, everything. Nothing was yeah, like it changed. You know, the size for you. Nothing was everything yeah. was your know, line or it's a raffle or it's a you yeah. know this and that and it's like man, like this was cool, but it's never been about like the money for me. Like mm-hmm. I still buy shit off of like, you know, uh consignment and mm-hmm. secondhand shops. I still go like thrifted for you know, yeah. stuff. It's never been about like because I ain't gonna front like I got the money to be just yeah. like how you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a real like uh, kind of like um, OCD about my clothes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You know what I mean? I have formulas. It doesn't look yeah. like it because it looks like kind of <laughs> style. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like if I'm wearing polo shirt, I got polo drawers, yeah. polo socks. On. Yeah. So it's like I never like even when I find like vintage like you know Gucci stuff or whatever. Yeah. It's like I take it out and to the side. Yeah. Like, For a different like, time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't full on go with it or I can't make yeah. it out my regular it's like yo I'm going out you know my Gucci suit to the club like I can't wear that Gucci suit to the club the next week yeah. I go or ever again really like right. if I can't come back out they're like did he work? Yeah, yeah. if I can't make it consistent then it's like I don't even want to be a part of that rap race or chase or like because yeah. I just remember like it took me back to when I was like young and dumb and I spent all my money on the yeah. sneakers and it's like you know it helped me out later in life when I'm thinking at a time like well I was making really good money for yeah. a fucking 15 year old like, yeah. I could have been so far advanced in my music shit if I had yeah. a stash away for a rainy day yeah. you know but then it gets into my con- you know what I mean it was just certain yeah. shit where it was like you know I was doing it like wrong you know what I mean yeah. way. so it's like now it's just like I'm comfortable with my means like yeah. you know, I'll rock hands I want Levi's that's what I fuck with yeah. it switches up you know, know I wear different yeah. shit that I like but it's like I don't ever give like I don't care. Like I'm just not gonna spend like the yeah. So like I completely get you with that because so when I when I was younger, same thing. Like we we didn't. That was not the shoes fashion that shit until I got to about high school. And I used to get shit from different people. Like same thing you. Like I had homies. We we're the same size. I was a bigger kid. So like I was like, yo, like we we all stuck together. It was like, yo, you need this. I got you. You know this stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we would do all that. And then I remember I got a job. It was like a corporate job. And like I was making good money. And I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna buy all the sneakers oh, I fucking never had and shit like that. And then I was spending dumb money, like 
dumbass money, like I had my own place and stuff like that, which I was paying my bills, but I was spending like all this stuff. And then it took me like, when I thought about it, I was like, man, I don't want this. You know what I mean? Like it's the materialistic side of things when like, I still rock, you know, Nikes and shit like that, but it's different. I'm not trying to like- it's no knock to the resale culture. No, no. It put it all on mainstream and put a lot of money in a lot of people's pockets. It created a new avenue for people who are like into sneakers and love sneakers to be able to make a living off. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, once stuff becomes mainstream, it's just a little- It's with with anything, you know what I mean? It's it's now not like, it's still like a- the hell yeah. culture but once it hits that mainstream it's like they pimp it out and fuck yeah. it up, you know? cause you still see people you know like that still don't understand the culture of sneakers yeah, but, but then like, you also you know love your own kids yeah. you know, they pops like dad I need these yeah. kids and their dad's like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> you don't know yeah. and they're bitching the money like well I guess that's just what it is today but then you also got people that like so my father's friend like he's this like well, no offense <laughs> if you're listening but like he's a square ass dude you know like he just does kind of random shit he works at a like an office you know what i mean like he usually rocks suits and stuff like that he's a lakers fan so i go and i sell him a, a champion jersey it was a lakers champion jersey this motherfucker's got like the easy butters on i'm like what why where'd you get those and stuff he's like oh i just went to the store and everything picked them up and i'm like so you just want like it's crazy like that's how it's going you know <laughs> the easy twos the black jokes yeah, uh, yeah. from playoffs closet out here for 40 dollars yeah they were real. Yeah. Yeah. I got like legit check over there. I study, I send them to every yeah. I'm like, I'm double checking videos. Yeah. I'm looking at other, I'm comparing the, uh, the stickers. Yeah. I'm doing the whole nine. Like, yeah. Oh, these is legit. That's a come up. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, I'll act like I got people yeah. asking, like, where's your whole shit? You got the easy job? Yeah. I'm gonna be like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Bro, I got these 40s. Right. That's even a better story. Yeah, it's like that's what I love. That's the aspect that I like always loved about shoes. Like there's a spot called Buffalo Exchange. And it would be like I walk in there sometimes and be like, who the fuck sold It's like the question. Buffalo Exchange for fifteen dollars. The reason why I can come in here and cop these dresses for dollars crazy crazy. on the shit. It's like fuck it. You know what I mean? I buy shit off of eBay or whatever, but like that's just how I buy stuff now because it's like to me. Not that the new stuff isn't good. I've got a couple of new drops. There's yeah. new drops that I like, like, you know, shout out to Subset. They, yeah. They still kind of operate on, like, old school. They do. Roles, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's still sometimes the drops be big because folks yeah. will drive from all over. Yeah. Like, you know, the shoe heads from Iowa State. Like, yeah. Well, like, even people from. Shit, or, yeah. You know I mean? yeah. Iowa City and, you know, there's other places will come. And yeah. They are for some shit, but, like, you know, I got the frog places. That's the first bit. I'm just real selective now. Yeah. So it's like mm. something really got not trying to grab everything. Jump out to me where it's like, yeah. fuck, I have to fucking. Yeah. I will literally think about these shoes every day. Yeah. Them. So it's like, that's what it has to be now for me to get some new shit. But it's like, there's so many old shit that I'm still like enamored with. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's what I'm looking for now. It's like, that's what I'm trying to get. That's what I'm trying to be like, on. I have enough, like, not that it, you know, you never have enough shoes, but it's yeah. like, I have enough shoes where it's like I'm not like I don't know it's just I don't really just it's, it's not me yeah, yeah. Like I can throw a fucking rock out the window right now and hit a nigga and some yeah that's like it meant something that yeah, yeah. now it's like not to say now that it don't mean something but it's like now if you have easy it's it, the new horses online at the right time yeah. you had three hundred dollars yeah like, that's literally all yeah. it means but it's like before it was like if we had easy they're like, like yo, yo it, like, yeah you are, yeah like, it was a status. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And people still use it for 
for that in a way, but it's like, nah. I see a lot of people now where it's like the fashion is just like, look at all these brands. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, you're not really even piecing the fit together. Nah. Like, you know what I mean? I look at it like an art form. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I piece the fit down to just even like the details of like what I'm trying to do, what I'm going for. It's yeah. like, you know, if I see some fly shit at Target, then it's, it's that, still fly. It's still fly no matter what brand it is. Yeah. What it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm very particular about certain like, Certain things, like, yeah. I ain't gonna buy no jeans at Target. Yeah. It's like, nah. But I will definitely buy a jeans at Target to stress it or do something with yeah. it. Or, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's like why that's not? just yeah. what There's really like, you get to a point, I feel like, almost, where nothing is exclusive. Yeah. To where it's even like, nah, man. Yeah. There's 10 of these. Yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean? That's the it's hard like, part. Yeah. The hardest store I've found in my life, it fucked me up forever for shopping. Who's out in LA? It's called like Studio Like Four Two Four. Oh yeah, I've it's heard of these one-off joints. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's all like I got a little Maharishi uh, bandana out of there just because I was like I gotta get something. I yeah. didn't know I wasn't prepared. I'm yeah, like, I was like, it's oh shit. I know. Yeah, like, nigga, I want to get right. <laughs> I'm like, nah, we'll be good. Like I had just read a little article about this dude who survived in LA for like a week on hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, so I was like. Nigga, I'm gonna try to save my yeah. oh, shit. I had like a nice little bag with me to go yeah. out of the way, but it was like, well, it's like, you don't wanna spend it all in one day. I ended up spending all yeah. my dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah, I bought some rings, I bought all kinds of shit. Yeah. It was like, you know, I didn't like, I don't know how to explain it. I wasn't trying to do that. So, yeah. like, if I would have known, oh, yeah. man, I would have spent all my money in that guy. Mm-hmm. Right, that's true. But that's like where I'm at with it now. It's like, I like to make shit. Yeah. Like, you know, even right now, like I got some plans and projects yeah. in mind for like the clothes that I want to do and just rock in general. It's like that's how I got into jewelry. It was yeah, like, I was working at I worked ended up working at Hobby Lobby after I got fired from Finish Line. I got fired from Finish Line for smoking weed at the mall. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, in Denver or Iowa? In Denver. That they is a, before. Yeah. It's oh, that's before. that's ironic, man. You, yeah. <laughs> was it a medical still then? Or no? I was, it was, medical was legal for a while. It got decriminalized. Yeah. So it wasn't like, but the mall is just where it's like, shit where you like, you was gonna, you know, what I mean? yeah, then you was gonna go to jail. It still was like, well, you know, I said there's like black bananas, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> put you in some cuffs and fuck you up, That's yeah, just what yeah, do. so yeah. we got kind of like, you know, smoking in the parking lot or whatever, yeah, and they just made the whole thing out yeah. they had me laying on the fucking sidewalk, what, for like, We're hours. Fucking we, yeah, the cop was just being a dick, like, yeah, it was just fucking ridiculous, yeah. And, uh, but anyway, like, I had, that was when I kind of like, was like, oh shit, we're, we're gonna work now. Now we've got a job at Hobby Lobby. Because mm. when I was in school, I could work construction. Yeah. Yeah, the hours. I was working at Hobby Lobby. I'm like, man, these little rocks and shit is kind of like nice. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I like this shit. So I just started like boosting a little, like, whatever I could still yeah. get away with. You know what I'm saying? And then we have a little glass table at the house. We have a little shop where we have like chicks, like, round table. Yeah. Like, I'm all just making stuff as a little factory, and I was like, so right. like we should make these. But same thing, it was like Hobby Lobby shit wasn't yeah. exclusive enough. I gotta find some, yeah, some stuff. different shit. Yeah. No, we need the real natural, all this, all that. That's and true. Like I found my plugs and just, and it kind of took off from this world. So That's dope. It came mostly from me making stuff that I wear. Yeah. First time I ever really, really sold jewelry. I had a few like personal clients that was like I used to do classes out there with like teaching meditation stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had a few through like you know just through like a, a organization I was brought up. Um, so 
I was selling it to them just like personally. Yeah. But the first time I ever sold jewelry was at the move. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even planning on selling jewelry. It was just like yeah. the table. He's like, put it out on display, man. It's dope. So it was just an art display. And people were like, how much for that? And I was like, yeah. for sale. And they were like, $75. You said. loved seeing artists not only like get into music and like uh shoes and stuff like that but also get into different stuff like jewelry like that that's super dope that you know you actually went for it and not just hey maybe i should maybe i shouldn't but you just went for it and i I actually like how they look too they're super dope um we were talking about sbs and um especially there's a lot of artists right now that have their own collabs kendrick lamar big one travis scott if you had to choose your own SB, which like, how would it look like? Well, it'd be a high dunk for sure. Yeah. And it would definitely have animal print on it of some kind. I'd probably, you know, honestly, I'm thinking of them right now. I'm like, yeah. I'm yeah. Sure what I would do. Yeah, it'd be like some zebra, like uh, horse hair joint on the, on the tongue, going all down into the toe box, and then I'd probably have like, like some light pink on the little. Uh, you know, the toe tab and the little mm-hmm. back uh, heel spot coming up. Mm-hmm. I'll probably make it like, I don't know, I'll probably just make it like a, some kind of like a different kind of animal print on the inner panel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Something like, like Jerry. Stripes yeah. The inner panel or whatever, you know what I mean? But I'll definitely, I like a lot of animal. I like yeah. this like, because the animal print like, like pop out. Yeah. So like furs. I like the um, textures. Did you like the uh, those the dog walkers that came out? I did. Yeah, I missed them. I was in Denver. Uh, I was there. Uh, yeah, I was in Denver over yeah. uh, 420 and all that. Yeah. But honestly, it's kind of crazy. I thought they would like the frog jets came out right before yeah. those, mm-hmm. and then so like nobody's in line for the jets. He's being like this little Asian kid. Yeah. I always say or whatever. So we get him. He buys like three pair. I got mine. I'm like, yeah. yeah I just you know whatever. Yeah. And uh. Then I was like, but I gotta get the dog walkers. I was in the out of town, I'm like, fuck, I miss the dog walkers. But it's like, now I can still get the, I can get the dog walkers less right now than I can get the frogs. Yeah. It's kind of surprising because the 420 drops used to be like, yeah, they used to be the yeah. skunks, man. I was yeah. so fucking mad that yeah. I missed the goddamn <laughs> skunks. Oh, and, and now they just go for even like crazy prices. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. I knew somebody who got them for like four hundred, but then like obviously they flipped them because they go for you know even further than that yeah, and everything. But like, yeah, yeah that's wild. Oh yeah. The fucking man, I'm so mad. I missed the Statue of Liberties. Yeah. Fucking born free, Fourth of July. Jenks. Yeah. There's a lot of shoes that I have. I'm like, I just tripped it off. But there's a lot of good shit that I have too. But I look at it like boxes that are current color boxes. Yeah. Like, I need more. Variety in my boxes. Yeah, you know, I got a lot of gold boxes. I got a lot of like 
I got some pink boxes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of black and purple boxes. Yeah. But I didn't get a lot of, I, I have no red boxes. Yeah. I got like a couple pair of black and You got any blue boxes? I got some blue boxes. Yeah. I got a few blue boxes, you know what I mean? But that's how I look at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have yeah, I, I need to. Yeah. Like, I have my ones where I know, like, no, I need these, Jason. I need these. I need these. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, if I was going to make some shoes for sure, you're going to see a lot of animal print textures and just like, not necessarily super. I don't want to say like wild colors, but like just some shit where like yeah, so, yeah. Just something different. Okay. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Uh, you said a little bit uh, earlier that you don't like like all the like designer fit and like the whole thing. I always like I always told myself and I told others like it's not the it's not the the amount you spent on the fit is how you've pieced it together. So I feel like a lot of times now uh, people are just influenced by you know big designer brands. Oh look, you got all Gucci fit, you got a whole Versace fit. I wanted to talk to you about that. It's like. Where do you get your influences from when you like, you know, piece your outfits together? Um, honestly, just like, I don't know. I just have a, I feel like, so it's weird how everything kind of like weaves together for me and mm-hmm. it ties back to like, you know, spirituality and that kind of stuff. And so yeah. like a lot of it, my like individual, I guess, fashion mm-hmm. developed through like my like jewelry and stuff. Whereas like it used to be kind of predicated based on my shoes, everything would be based on shoes and then build up from there, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so like, I don't know, it's like, I look at it different things, you know, I never try to like shame anybody for what they into or what they want to do, you know, I spend my money, I want to like to spend my money, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I walk around with literally, I got 17 bracelets on, right? yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, I got on 12 rings right now, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. like four necklaces, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I obviously, I like to flash yeah. be showing people do it in different ways. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but I'm just not the type of person to spend, like, obscene uh, amount of money on, like, a T-shirt. Like, I just don't care like that. You yeah. know what I mean? And so that's never been, like, I've never shocked with, like, that branding in mind. Like, I like Levi's because they, like, they make jeans that fit me the best. Yeah. I've noticed for, like, since I've been, like, a young age. You yeah. know what I mean? So my mom used to wear Levi's. It's just kind of like... I don't fuck with Levi's yeah. what I do like I wouldn't like there's other pants that are like you know I guess better or more yeah. but Levi's are just, yeah. Levi's are Levi's can't go wrong black, these are just yeah. I just need a pair of black pants and it's like I'm gonna go get these ones cause it's like I don't yeah. know you know what I mean there's a difference between like I have money for something and I can afford it you yeah. know what I mean so it's like just being honest I can't afford all that shit yeah. it's like if I find a second hand and it's like it's cool but yeah. even then it's like the way it is now is it's like you know, um, you know what I mean. I just don't really see like a need of desire behind it. I know a lot of people like that though, and they like you know it makes them feel good. Like yeah, I got this Gucci or whatever. I still have brand stuff where I find it. I'm like yeah, I like this. Like this Carl Lagerfeld like little scarf I got. Yeah. I like. I'm like yo, I fuck with Carl Lagerfeld yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? I almost bought a. Um, they had a, like a Carl Lagerfeld biker jacket, the leather joint for real at Nordstrom's uh, rack one day. Mm-hmm. It was like three hundred fifty dollars, but you know it was like eighteen. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm so oh, that's I was a, like, yeah. Like, I can't buy this. You <laughs> yeah. Know what I'm but then I was like, Nah, I have three hundred fifty dollars. You know what I'm saying? I have, older. I have more than that. Yeah. Like, but like, let me think about Carl. Let me think back. I'm like, before yeah. I go and mm-hmm. do this for myself, like, it's all what else do I need to yeah. take care of? Yeah. What else do I need to get some shit? Do my kids need some shoes? Yeah. Do 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, was that like the three fifty could go a long way. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes like I go to play those spots with the full intention of getting myself some shit, and I see some shit like my dad would like. I'll be like yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta go yeah. yeah. Just because I know like he's gonna fuck with these. So it's like that's just how I look at it. You know what I mean? It's like if you got it, then do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What you gotta do. But I see a lot of people who like that they don't feel validated unless they have that in a way, and it's like the way people who do have it will perpetuate it. Like, nah, you gotta have this, or you gotta be that. Uh, look down on people who don't have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's like uh, that's the unhealthy part of it. It's not the flashier your want desire to like look good or yeah. be happy in your fashion. It's the way that you like. You know what I mean? Is it a judgmental thing? Like, are you buying that because you actually yeah. like it, or are you buying that because it's like what's been told to yeah. it, or you want to show? You know what I mean? Like. I don't know, you know, I like to do stuff that shows people what I got. Yeah, you know I mean? show like, your creativity. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I play my music on the Instagram live and all that. Yeah. Everybody has their thing, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, you know, I like what I like. I like, you know, so it's like, I don't try to shame people on that. I just, I don't like it when people are like, when it affects people's like actual, like, with mental well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody who doesn't have the means but is passionate about fashion. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, rationing food so that they can go and buy yeah. some off-white like yeah. first apple it's like man really like go get you a regular t-shirt and yeah. draw that shit yourself you yeah. know what I'm saying or fuck it up yourself stress it yourself yeah. or do this or do that or just go thrift or you know what I mean yeah. stress yeah. yourself in different ways but yeah. you can still do it and like it doesn't have to be such a cutthroat like capitalistic yeah. you know mm-hmm. killer be killed in fashion like, yeah. you know what I mean it's like it's about the creativity of like yourself you know what i mean like what you do with it because everyone has different fashions you know and it should be more about how you want to piece it together what you're into um and not what everybody else is into you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure and i want to get to the last topic which is going to be uh music you being yourself an artist uh what are some influencers that like you know growing up uh yeah you you know really took from uh to get into music um Man, I grew up listening to the Roots and like Outkast, yeah. um, Common. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, a lot of like East Coast. My mom was really big in the Biggie. I hate that motherfucker. Why? So, uh, <laughs> Honestly, I do not know. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I've just never really been able to get in with it and connect with it. I know part of it was because I was such a big Tupac fan mm-hmm. back in the day, like just kind of like as a person or yeah. whatever that I was like, fuck, you know what I mean? I appreciate the library now. Suicidal thoughts is dope. Like, he got some shit, but it's like, it's just not really like, it's just not for me. I'm not gonna force it, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I just, it it missed me, you know what Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's no big deal, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. But, uh, but yeah, that's what I kind of grew up on listening to. Eric Badu, music, Kim. I listen to a lot of RB, a lot of gospel music. I grew up listening to gospel long time one time my mom like you know back when they was first dropping the dvds about like the illuminati and yeah. all that shit <laughs> one day my mom was like seeing this video she got when he was at church she was talking about the five percenters and all of that and like mm. all that stuff and they just took it and ran with it in a horrible direction you know what i mean pointed all this bright right. light on it and it's not even like that and my mom like literally threw out like hella cds yeah but then we ended up like in the yeah moment, yeah, you, know yeah. I mean? you know what i mean like trying to like find yeah uh, you know what they call it, uh, twist and shout, or CD spies, or good stuff. So like that, my I, I grew up on like a lot of that, mm. and then like 
my dad listened to a lot of all kind of stuff, you know. He liked Common, he liked a lot of rap and stuff too, but he listened to like, you know, Pink Floyd and Van Halen and like weird shit like Prefab Sprout. And yeah. Fucking like, when I was younger, my favorite motherfucker ever was Van Morrison. Yeah. Until I was like, by like 10, you know what I mean? And yeah. I actually started reciting rap lyrics. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. one of my influences, you know. Lil Wayne is probably one of my biggest influences. Of all time. Early two thousands, mid two thousands, Wayne is Charles Hamilton. Mm. Huge influence on my music. Um I just that's a huge influence just on my music and life in general. Mm. Um yeah, those are probably Jay Electronica. Yeah. Who are you uh currently right now uh like messing with artists uh locally? Locally? Um, you know, I, I love a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Um I got the show coming up October eleventh. Uh, Psycho's on the bill, you know, Love is on the bill, um, Johnny Mars is on the bill, myself's on the bill. Um, you know, I'm, I, you know, obviously I fuck with everybody in the house, you know. Um, yeah, you know, I fuck with, uh, you know, you can see it all in my seat and doing their you know what I mean? A lot of cats, there's a lot of folks, to be honest, you know, I respect everybody, like, kind of how they do yeah. it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, even if we got differences, I'm like, how we move and like mm-hmm. difference of opinion on certain stuff like you know like I said from the gym my whole thing is like just trying to win and cooperate like I'm definitely like anytime I get an opportunity I'll go to everybody yeah. like, oh, we can do this do that anybody comes to me I'm down to you know what I mean work with them or whatever but those yeah. are the cats that have like reached out most to me you know what I mean probably my favorite local rapper outside of like us my like circle mm-hmm. My favorite artist outside of that that's like not a rapper or whatever, probably dope. Uh, just overall, I like the music she made. Yeah. Um, and then I'll probably say like Ben, man, I'm really fucking with the way that Ben rap. Ben, yeah, I, yeah, I fucking yeah, I knew up yeah. on, you know, No Limit and, uh, you know, 504 Boys mm-hmm. and all of that. So yeah. I grew up on that. You know, I get that vibe, like, yeah, with the, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That down south, like, yeah. that was my journey for a long time. Yeah. So it's like, I feel that juvenile EG. Like, mm-hmm. first time I met him, I told him, like, yo, man, you sound like Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's true. That's true. why I probably get my, like, you know, my stamp to from that. Definitely. Um, yeah, I could I could understand that, like with that vibe and everything. Um, two things before we go. Uh, first of all, so with Des Moines, do you think there's a need, like at least artist-wise, because I feel like with sometimes with arts, not all the time, but I feel like there's like groups within things, you know what I mean, within Des Moines that like, yo, we roll with these people and then other kind of groups roll with, you know, these people and stuff like that. Do you think there's a need for like more collective within Des Moines or do you think it should be kind of like more on the ends of I mean in a way but I just feel like you know people like what they like what I would say is like you know I don't ever try to like I, I do write a lot of stuff off and I'm a lot very like particular about mm-hmm. what I like and so like I don't ever judge nobody for like not giving my music the time of day mm-hmm. and not checking it out or whatever, you know what I mean? That's what that's part of my challenge as an artist to like, yeah. what am I gonna do to get you to finally like tap in? Because it's like I know what you do, like you might not like it. If you don't if you don't like my genre, then you don't like it. But if yeah. you're into what I do, yeah. you're gonna like it because I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. That's just how I look at it. And so like with as far as like the collaboration goes, I'm always like pro it, but mm-hmm. at the same time like 
I don't believe in doing anything that's like forced or like, yeah. you know, just collaborating for the sake of it. Like, oh yeah, we both do this and we both do that. Let's try to let's do it. Yeah, because it's like if it's not genuine and natural, yeah. you know, something that people want to hear or want to see yeah. collaborated, then it's like you know, be best to like do that. It's like. Yeah. The way I look at it is I'm multifaceted to where it's like you might not be able to necessarily collab on like music, but like it's a collab yeah. on like a fundraiser, yeah. let's collab on some charitable stuff, let's collab on like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like doing stuff like that. So it's like, um, you know, I think all of that individualism, like the communities and stuff is important. Cause yeah. Like my own communities, like, you know, just and even in the circle of music that I run with, the yeah. cast that I interact with mostly musically on a regular or from here or like yeah, that's from true. a lot of different places yeah. and so it's like I just look at it not necessarily like I disregard the mm-hmm. local because I believe it's very important like, yeah. I believe that you can eat and like make yourself like a sustainable like living just off of local music and ideal like sense especially in a place like Iowa you know yeah. you do it the right way so the right stuff do what you gotta do like you can make it happen and so it's like I don't know if it necessarily needs to be more like cross collaboration, mm-hmm. but I would say more like open mindedness. Yeah. Because it's like you never know like if you actually are gonna like this or not. That's true. But if it's like if you just writing it off because you're like, oh they not them or they not one of us mm-hmm. and you just support them, just like even like I don't like people who just support me because of like who I'm associated mm-hmm. with like I want you to actually like Important listen music. to yeah. the music and yeah. like see if like it. if you don't that's like that's cool yeah. you know what I'm saying but don't like just give me the I don't want no indie retweet I don't want yeah. no like you know what I'm saying or like where you're like yo shut so so yeah God, just because it's like you feel obligated yeah. to say that but it's like you don't actually bump my music mm-hmm. you don't actually put me on you don't actually like when you're in the car like you don't play much yeah. you're like yeah. playing for other people yeah. like, it's different when it's that real natural like yo this shit is hard I'm yeah. this versus like yo shout out to so and so I see you doing it yeah. so it's like a lot of people like I do I don't necessarily say I get backlash but I know certain people might feel a certain way because I don't share a lot of stuff or I don't you know, well, it's got to be a particular a thing too. I actually like, you know, I'm very particular on what yeah. I put out as cosigner that my name is behind. Yeah, because your name, your name's your name. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I can't be cosigner. It's mm-hmm. just not good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's just there's so many other people that I know too, and so many other people. Where it's like if I'm now, I gotta do it for everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that. That's true. You know what I mean? So it's like I wouldn't say don't like don't force it you know what I mean but it's like you know be open like yeah. go check it out go listen to it yeah. at least give it a, at least give it a few listens like you know what I'm saying and see like is this something I'm into maybe there is like a few songs on there that you like or you know I look at it as like you know I go to people's events just to like meet them in person or meet other people you never know who you're gonna meet that's true you know what I mean yeah Definitely, and uh, I can, yeah, I can understand that for sure. Um, now, kind of closing out here. First of all, we do want to appreciate you for coming on. Definitely appreciate it. Um, let's let's talk about your next project, man. It comes out September thirtieth. Uh, the called and chosen. Let, let, let's talk about it. Man. Yeah, man. It's the third installment of the series I got with Black Knight, uh, my like ace producer from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that also involved random stuff. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, it's the third installment called The Chosen. Um, you know, it's kind of like a running theme with the whole project if you kind of like follow it, you know, it yeah. tracks like what I've been going through. So Hellfire Brimstone is like, you know, leaving my homeland and all mm-hmm. that. I can't look back. It's actually all gone now anyway, you know what I mean? So it's like 
I gotta go out and go forward. It's like trials and tribulations are facing that. Yeah. You know, even if you die or lost or whatever, you know, it's like a rebirth and it's like I was reborn as like the true living. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I found my confidence. I found my life. This is what I am. This is yeah. what I'm doing. Like, bam, I'm gonna come back. Like, even the album cover on the true living, it's like reimagined, like, Jesus makes me yeah. like Afro Samurai. Like, yeah. if I came back though and murdered all you niggas, yeah. you know? <laughs> that's how I was looking at it. Like, Jesus yeah. came back with vengeance. Yeah. So I was like, that's Thanks. true religion. Just show y'all, like, all right, let me show y'all what I was yeah. doing. Then I dropped a bunch of stuff every month for like, you know, the next few months. And then the call of chosen is like, I made it to a plateau where I want to be at. Like, I'm at doing stuff I used to like uh, pray for. And, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's like, so it was like this. I want to say it's like the finished piece, but it was like, this is like more of a triumphant sound. Yeah. Whereas like, Hellfire and Brimstone was all really dark, anger, okay. yeah. rage, destruction. Yeah. yeah, I get that. True Living was a little bit more of a blend of like, let me show you how nice yeah. I am and rap yeah. real quick. Like, it's a little more smooth, it's a little more like, boom bap is deep but it's kind of it has more like i guess softer darker tones yeah and like there's nothing really like no mercy on mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that's true that makes yeah. sense. and then the call of chosen is just kind of like i made the call of chosen it's like i'm doing my victory lap in my 87 driving yeah. around the world like that's what that is it still has those dark elements that people are looking for or whatever in it but it's also expanding on that sound and it's the longest one I've done. It's got 15 tracks, um, you know what I mean? And it's just a very, uh, you know, it's just like, it's yeah. that third piece. It's like, this is the, uh, I don't know, it's like a pinnacle part of the story. You know, That's so good. No, we definitely can't wait to hear it. Um, I heard the first track that was on the band camp and everything yeah. yesterday, and like, yeah. oh, they, I can definitely when, when you're explaining it now, like I can yeah. get that vibe and everything. And yeah. uh, that's September 30th, right? Yeah. Absolutely. September. That's gonna be available on all. September 30th, yeah, it'll be available on all platforms. Um, right now, I have it. Uh, well, take that back. You know what I'm thinking about it. You mm. know what I'm saying? Uh, it's probably not gonna be available on all platforms. Yeah. On September 30th, it'll be available on Bandcamp. Okay. Um, September 30th. So if you pre-ordered it or you purchased it, you know what I'm saying, it's available in full on um, yeah. uh, September 30th. It'll also be available to stream like on Bandcamp. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. September 30th. But like, you know, Bandcamp is where like, I feel like that's where like my core fans are. Yeah. People really support me. They, they, they buy my music. They, yeah. You know what I mean? They really like, really fuck yeah, they yeah. really put it in the line. Yeah. So I feel like they deserve to be rewarded for that. In yeah. Sense. And so I always make it available to them first but, and early and like so that they can take it and really, you know, I don't want to say like own the discussion, but it's like they're the ones that's like, yo, we got to yeah. do whatever. And it's kind of like, even it kind of helps me and like, I don't want to say like in a marketing way, but it's like, you know, it's like when you can't have yeah. yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. They're like, 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 damn, we're waiting on all that. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can still stream it a couple of times. On the there you go. For free. But um, yeah, they'll cut you off at a point. So go see yeah exactly purchase the I'm album man like listen yeah, hit it yeah purchase it you know yeah. what I'm saying if you, if you like what I'm doing you know put some money support, in us, exactly uh, you know, support the artist right back in all the cool stuff that we doing so Facts. if you like what we doing you know what I mean and it's like yeah. there you go plus it's like you know I know nobody need to buy an album to have it but it's like you're not doing it for that man it's, yeah. it's, it's a piece of fashion at this yeah. point too man get the CD the physical yeah that's the, that's dope I fuck with that collection piece you know yeah. you got your bare bricks you got all that other stuff get the album figurines man start adding to your album collection for real like 
vinyls, all of that, it's all coming back. Cassette tapes, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's all culture, you know what sure. I'm saying? So make sure, like, if you claim in the culture and all of that, like, make sure you support the culture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's, that's really what it boils down to. Definitely, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. Called and Chosen, September 30th on Bandcamp. Uh, the Move Part 2 was September 28th. And then uh, when's the Vaudeville performance? Uh, Vaudeville show October 11th. Uncle John, Johnny Mars, Nova, Psycho, Pico the Psycho. Hey, there we go. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. For sure. That was Again, we want to give a shout out to uh, Taylor Banks, super dope artist. You know, he's versatile in everything in music, having his own jewelry. By far our longest uh, podcast that we've done. And um, I really enjoyed, you know, hearing his story and, and uh, really getting to know him. He has a lot of stuff coming out. What do you think about it, Phoenix? Yeah, man. Uh, again, shout out to Taylor. Um, shout out to Johnny come through too and everything. And uh, yeah, just really, he just has a mindset that's, you know, driven. Like, I, I like hanging out with, you know, talking with people like that and everything. And uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on with him too and everything. I mean, you got the, uh, you know, the vaudeville show um, coming up and then his album, you know, like, I can't wait for that. Um, I don't know if you heard the first track, but it's on Bandcamp. Uh, if yep. you guys need to listen to that, uh, definitely really dope track. But just the album, I can see what he was talking about with the, the progress. I've been listening to, like, him for, like, a long time. And so to hear from the progress from there to now, like, it's just crazy. And, uh, yeah, definitely a really dope interview. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back next week with another um, either interview or just uh, one with the two of us. We haven't really decided to that yet, but um, just let you guys know where you can follow us. You can follow me at RAV Phoenix on Instagram. That's mm -hmm. RAV Phoenix. Follow the shops page at Rise Again Vintage. Um, follow us on Instagram at Full Drop Podcast. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and the Anchor, Anchor. app. Um, and then where can they follow you, Manny? Uh, a personal account at 99Manny. Um, my business is at 90 underscore N-I-N with the number nine at the end, all spelled out. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you guys again for listening uh, to the podcast, staying with us, supporting us. Go uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, see you guys on the next one. Peace.